This is the greatest show. We light it up. <laughs> this is the greatest show, you could say. Well, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> As me new host. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is the greatest show. It is making the podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. Katie, here's the question. How are you? <laughs> Don't make me say it. <laughs> You're going to say the word again. <laughs> As we always oh, do. I hate a word again. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, like no, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually tired this time. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. At eight thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Just to get me through this because since Sunday, I know I was extremely hungover and working Sunday because it was my leaving party on Saturday and work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even on Friday, uh, so it was my leaving party and I was severely hungover on Sunday in work. And since that day, since Sunday, I have worked 30 hours so far this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Isn't that brilliant? Since Sunday, it's only Wednesday, everybody, just to let you know. Um, and yeah, I'm extremely, extremely tired, but... I've two more days and then I'll be on my holiday on Monday, so I'm not too bad. How are you, Evan? I'm good. <laughs> good. Good to hear. Yeah, no, I am good. Just uh tricking on counting down the weeks till New York. Yes. Uh, five weeks, less than five weeks away. So yeah, I'm just counting down the, the days, the weeks. All it'll go it'll go so fast. I know. It really, really will. I know, I can't I can't wait. Honestly, it's gonna be incredible. But it will. move on now. We're gonna get into a little bit of pop news. <laughs> so the slabs have been quiet this week. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, come on guys, give us stuff to talk about. Story season, like you have to give us something. <laughs> yeah, there's a few years that have, like are gone off. I see I see, maybe they're all just gone off the rail silently. <laughs> silently. Yeah, no, that's maybe true. Maybe they've learned. Anyway, right, we'll just get into this. So um, when Britney was freed from her conservatorship in November of 2021, um, and everyone was delighted to see that she was free after a 13-year-long conservatorship. Yeah. However, there has been speculation and conspiracy theory surrounding her post-conservatorship Instagram posts. Um, many have speculated that uh, it is not actually Britney dancing. It's, uh, it's some sort of imposter with an AI-generated filter. Mm-hmm. Lots of different things. So Britney Spears' husband, Sam Agassari, has uh has um spoken out, slamming a new special about her life after her conservatorship, saying after 15 years, when she's free after all those gaslighting and after all those things that went down, now you're going to put her under a microscope and tell her story. I mean he's right. Yeah. Just Leave Britney alone. Honestly, leave Britney alone. Honestly, just genuinely leave her alone. Whether, like, obviously, I don't want her to be in a conservatorship, but whether she's in a conservatorship, whether she's not, doesn't matter what does like. If you don't like it, delete her. I know a lot of people are doing stuff out of like concern and stuff, mm-hmm. but she has people around her who I believe are good, i.e., her husband. Yeah. And I feel like she will be okay. So just leave her alone, let her do what she wants to do and stop making documentaries about the woman when you don't have her permission and she's not on board uh yeah no correct 
do you know what? Don't make a documentary about anybody when they don't have your permission and they're not on board, but especially somebody that's still very, 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 very much in the limelight. Yeah. With a lot of, like, history that we have a lot of unanswered questions to, and then they're going to just be talking about it, like, as if they know what's going on, whereas nobody knows except for the people that have been inside those walls. It's like history repeating itself all over again. It is. It is. Just leave Brittany alone. That's all we ask. That, that's all I have to say, really. Let her dance and be unhinged. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Is it? Let her yeah. dance. If I was basically locked up, she's like a Rapunzel, right? Yeah. She was basically locked up. She had all her rights stripped away from her. You're going to be a little crazy. It's okay. Yeah. She's living up to her song title. It's fine. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, gonna move on. Second and final headline. So, um, Little Mermaid is just around the corner. Everyone's excited uh, for Halle Bailey's new portrayal. The reviews are in. They've been more than positive. Mm-hmm. However, not everyone is on board with this. So, the Ala- live-action Aladdin star Mina Masood, um, he had to deactivate his Twitter account after receiving backlash for his tweet about the Little Mermaid. He said, our film was unique and the audiences went to watch it multiple times. It's the only way we reached the billion dollar mark without with our opening. My guess is the, the Little Mermaid doesn't cross the billion mark, but will undoubtedly get a sequel. Yeah, of course it will. It's Disney. Yeah. Well, the Aladdin sequel has been cancelled after the whole Will Smith thing. <sighs> yeah, I suppose. But they'll bring it back. Yeah. Like after after a good few years, they'll bring they'll bring the eleven back, or they'll get a new genie or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, right, you can be salty all you want, but like, it will reach the billion mark, and it yeah. will get a sequel. It is a it is a billion mark. Do people does he does he not know how big the Little Mermaid is? <laughs> and he was Aladdin as well. <laughs> yeah, like he's just salty. Shut up, you. But uh. <laughs> Me getting so annoyed. Um, but do you know what Kevin said to me yesterday, actually? Well, That's something about, he was like, oh, did you see the Little Mermaid premiere? And I was like, like, was on today. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that, actually. And he was like, are you, this, these are the words from his mouth. Are you excited for Little Mermaid? Or, oh, no, he goes, were you a Little Mermaid girl? Or are you too, too old for that? That was like, before you were born. I was like, you know how old the Little Mermaid is. <laughs> I was, of course I was a Little Mermaid <laughs> Or were you too old for that? How old do you think I am? <laughs> so, um, yes, I was a Little Mermaid girl. And I was also an Aladdin girl, but I was a Little Mermaid girl. And I think I'm more excited for this than I was the Aladdin live action. No, that's completely fair. So, yeah, how do you feel? Uh, well, obviously, I'm been buzzing since they announced Halle as Little Mermaid, as Ariel, because I love Halle Bailey. I'm yeah. excited for the movie. I've heard her version of Part of Your World, and it's incredible. Oh, oh I'm going to start crying already. I <laughs> know, it's going to be amazing. So, Mina, just stop being bitter. Like, your film made a billion dollars. Stop being salty. And he knows it's going to do better than his. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely fair. So, Little Mermaid's musical, we were talking about another 
musical today. Katie, what musical are we talking about? Indeed, we are. Round up, round up, everyone. Get ready to have your sensations dazzled and your mind blown as you listen to me and Evan talking all things glitz and glamour and maybe some unique moments as we delve into the world of the greatest showman. So, Evan, what is your history with the greatest showman? So I remember the trailers for it, like a good few months before it came out. It was like, you know, it's Hugh Jackman's first film after Logan, I think. Yeah. Um, And it was like, it was all like very glitzy, like you said, glitzy and glamorous, like greatest showman's coming, all this, all this thing. And then I went to the cinema to see it like very early on before it became huge. Yeah. One of the very, very first days. And. Yeah, I saw it, was blown away initially. Well, guess how I feel. I was blown away when I saw it. And then just, I remember those, like, I think it was like a six-month period after the movie came out where it was just everywhere. The songs were everywhere. People were obsessed with it. A lot of my friends in college were obsessed with it. Couldn't go anywhere without seeing Greatest Showman. So, yeah, that's my history with it. What's your history with The Greatest Showman? My history with it is, I remember... Obviously, it was everywhere, as you said. And I remember hearing a lot about it and everyone was obsessed. And I haven't seen it until the run-up to this. Yeah. But I'll talk a bit more about that later. But you, you best believe I knew every single song watching this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> best believe. So that is my history with it. I knew every song, but I'd never seen it before. So we're going to recap The Greatest Showman. So let's get into it. Woo! So the movie opens with P.T. Barnum. Uh, singing The Greatest Show with the rest of the circus. So everything slows down and it cuts to a young P.T. Barnum being brought to his father's client's house and he takes a liking to the young girl of the house, Charity. He makes her laugh, she spits out her tea. Her father calls her over and tells her about her behaviour. Phineas uh, comes forward and gets a slap from the girl's father. So Phineas and Charity talk about their futures and sing A Million Dreams. The song goes in, cuts to Charity going to finishing school. So Phineas uh, and Charity stay in touch. His father passes away. Phineas uh, starts uh, stealing bread and gets an apple from a deformed woman. He starts selling newspapers and sends her more letters. A grown-up Phineas reaches Charity's house and takes her away. Her father tells him she'll end up running home and they leave together. They move into, into an apartment and the song is still going on. The song ends. She's pregnant. They're all happy. So Phineas is at work and he gets laid off. Charity and their daughters, uh, Caroline and Helen, are playing on the roof and Phineas gives her the bad news. He tells the girls a story and lights a candle. He cu- he calls it a wishing machine and the girls make a wish. Caroline wishes for ballet slippers and Charity wishes for happiness like this forever. So the girls sing a reprise of uh, A Million Dreams. Phineas is at the bank and sees Charles a short man being dragged out. Phineas applies for a loan and they loan him $10,000. Phineas shows his family the investment he made, a.k.a. the museum. He introduces them to O'Malley, the magician. The museum opens and the family are promoting hard, but the museum isn't doing well. He arrives home to find Charity asleep and the girls still awake. Uh, the girls tell him they need some, they need something alive, something sensational. Phineas sets out to find Charles and asks him to join his show. He doesn't want to get laughed at and goes back in the room. So Phineas sells him on the idea and Charles is in. Phineas hangs up signs looking for a unique persons. He finds Letty, a bearded lady with an amazing voice. 
She tells him to leave him alone, and Helen hands her the flyer. More of these unique people arrive, including Anna and W.D. Wheeler, the trapeze act. Uh, Phineas is set out. Phineas is setting out in his new business venture to the song "Come Alive." Uh, he gets everyone ready for the for the show as people take their seats. The cast are out in in the ring, and people are shocked. Uh, the reviews are in, and they are bad. The cast get harassed by outsiders. The shows are selling out. So Phineas runs into the critic, Mister Mister Barnifer from the Herald, and they call and they call each other frauds. Phineas takes Charity and the girls to their new home, aka the home from A Million Dreams earlier in the movie. Helen gets a dollhouse, and Caroline gets her ballet slippers. Caroline is pre- is practicing ballet, and it cuts to one of her recitals. After the recital, Phineas spots Philip Carlyle. The other girls are mean to Caroline. She wants to quit ballet, and Phineas tells her not to give up. Charity and Phineas discuss Caroline, and she brings up the Carlyles. Phineas introduces himself to Philip, and he wants to buy him a drink. Phineas makes a business proposal for Philip, and he declines. The men discuss business in the song The Other Side. Philip declines at first, and then signs on for 10% of the show. Philip is a part of the circus now, and is taken with Anne. Anne finally meets Philip, and she says everyone has an act. They are protesters. There are protesters outside the circus. Another review is in, and no one else but uh, Phineas seems to care about this. The Queen invites Phineas and the circus to the to Buckingham Palace. Anne questions if they are all actually invited, and Philip says they all go or no one goes. Phineas and the cast meet the Queen. Charles cracks a joke that makes the Queen laugh. Jenny Lind arrives at the palace, and Philip te- uh, tells uh, P.T. that she is the most famous singer in Europe. Philip and Phineas meet Jenny Lind. Phineas asks her to come to New York so she can sing. She agrees, and it cuts back to them in America. Philip asks where the circus act should go, and he says to put them in a private box. Phineas introduces Jenny Lind, and she sings Never Enough. Philip slyly holds hands with Anne. Uh, Philip catches the glare of two patrons and lets go of Anne's hand, and she runs off. The crowd goes wild except for Philip. Uh, at, at the after party, Jenny meets his family and Caroline says she's sticking with ballet. Mr. Bennett is impressed with Jenny and Phineas. Charity's father is impressed with Phineas and her parents are introduced to Jenny and their granddaughters. Charity and the girls leave and Jenny proposes a toast. Jenny tells him she feels she doesn't belong in this privileged life as she was born out of wedlock. Phineas keeps the circus acts out of the reception and sends them to on their way to the show. The song This Is Me begins and the circus acts make their way to the show. People are shocked by their appearance, and the, but, but the show goes on. Philip questions why PT is going on tour with Jenny. Phineas took out another loan for the tour. Philip tells him the protesters are getting worse. Philip is going on a date with Anne to the theatre. They end up running into Philip's parents. They shame him for being with her because she's black. Philip says he wants no part of his parents. Back at the circus, Anne and Philip are alone. They talk about why it'll never work with them, leading into the song Rewrite the Stars. They're doing trapeze and aerial acts. She walks away from him. Phineas is packing up and Charity questions when it will be enough for him. He tells her she'll never understand and how he wants to be loved by everyone. He drives away uh, away with Jenny Lind and the girls chase after him. Charity starts to sing the song Tightrope. PT's family are carrying on. The circus is still going on. And Jenny is getting a standing ovation on tour. So Jenny is getting ra- gets a rave review from Mr. Barrett. 
and she tries to make a move on Phineas. She refuses his advance. He refuses her advances, and she- he says he should go. Uh, he tells her to finish the tour without him, and she quits the tour. She tells him he's been careless and he ruined everything. She thinks never enough, choking up. She kisses him on stage as the cameras catch this moment. Another show is finished at the circus and the protesters are inside the building. A fight breaks out which leads to a fire. Phineas arrives back in town and is greeted by the girls in charity. The fire brigade are heading to the circus. Anne is still inside and Philip goes to rescue her. Anne ends up running out and Philip and Phineas goes to save Philip. Uh, Phineas saves Philip and the ambulance takes Philip away. Anne is at Philip's bedside. She struggles to sing a bit of Rewrite the Stars. Everyone is at the scene of the fire and the critic says, although he never liked the show, he knew everyone else did. The picture of the kiss on the newspaper uh, is on the cover of the newspaper and Charity ends up leaving him. The banker evicting them from their house. Phineas is drinking alone in a bar and the circus acts come in. Letty gives him crap for giving up and credits him for giving them home and family. Phineas starts to sing the song from now on, and then soon everyone joins in. So Phineas leaves the bar, he runs, gets on a train, and ends up at Charity's childhood home. Philip wakes up in hospital with Anne holding his hand, and then she kisses him. The girls see Phineas run up, and Charity's dad answers, saying she's not home. The girls tell him she's at the beach, so they make up, they kiss. Back at the rubble, uh, Phineas says he can't get another loan. Philip says uh, that PT gave him joy and friendship and they all credit him for joy. Philip says that he saved up his shares of the show and now their partner is 50-50. Phineas comes up with an idea for a new show. Uh, all they need is a tent. The circus is back. We get the song The Greatest Show again. Phineas hands his hat to Philip and leaves to watch his girls grow up. Philip takes his place in the circus. Phineas arrives on an elephant to the ballet recital. Anne and Philip kiss at the, as the song ends and the audience applause. Phineas and Charity watch the recital and he realises they're everything he's ever wanted. They are everything he's ever needed. And that was the end of The Greatest Showman. So let's okay. get into a discussion. Yes, it was. This is your, so, your first time watching it. Yeah. And what, what, what did you think? <laughs> um, I liked the end. Yeah. I I wasn't mad on the start. Okay. But right, so I have a weird like feeling about this movie because like I, I can't say that I didn't like it. Yeah. Because it's a musical and I love it. And mm-hmm. I actually think that like the way it was shot was very clever, the way like it goes from one scene to another like really fast. It it cuts out a lot of fluff that I feel like could have been in there. Yeah. I feel like it's not fluffy, which is good. And it's it's like, what, under two hours? It's like an hour 45? Yeah. Or an hour and a half, which is really good because usually films like this, they put lots of fluff in and there's lots of needless stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't think there was as much of that in this as there could have been. Yeah, that's true. Because I was expecting there to be big scenes with like Anne and Philip and all. And there wasn't. There was like obviously the one, but like that was a song. So that's fair. But you know, like there wasn't, there wasn't much dialogue between them. Yeah. But I like that because we didn't need it. We knew they were in love. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to hear how much they were in love, you know. Um, But yeah, like. It just, I started watching it last night and I did start watching it very late now, I won't lie. 
and I was just like, oh, I can't. Like, it didn't enthrall me. Okay. But then I continued watching it on my break, and I was really, like, enthralled watching it, like, on lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I really got into it. That was, like, the middle. And then I watched the last 45 minutes of it this evening, and the last 45 minutes now were, like, I thought were the best. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you there. Personally, I just thought the start was very... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you felt this, but like, did you feel uncomfortable watching this movie? Yeah. Thank you. Thank God. Because I was like, why was like, why? Like, no, I understand why it was so big and like the soundtrack and the glitz and the glamour and all this. But like, I was really uncomfortable. So what about it made you uncomfortable? I don't know. Like, I don't know if... It's because I knew this was like based off a true story or like, yeah, I know. In inverted commas, yeah. Loosely, like, but you know, like the, it does take a lot of stuff like that. And and there was like lots of situations like this that happened in the past, whether they have been documented or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was like, oh, I don't know, but I just was very uncomfortable for a lot. Well, I, I think we, but this is just how, but just because I, when the film came out, I did, there was just all this kind of stuff came out about P.C. Barnum. And basically, I think this is a Disney-fied, Disney-fied, oh. like, musical about a not-so-great human being. Oh, no, he's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff did happen. That That is true. But it just was a lot more horrific and not as nice as this movie put it. Yeah. But, you know, like if it had worked out this way then it would have been great but it didn't and he was a horrific man so i don't want to speak too much about him but i'm just saying that this film was based off of all that so i don't know if that's what made me uncomfortable i think yeah that's what kind of made me uncomfortable in a little bit because obviously the first time watch i didn't know yeah and then you know i saw it in the cinema and it was like you know big screen all these musical numbers like this kind of bright kind of smoke and mirrors kind of thing yeah and i've seen it a few times and then i have to say on this watch i kind of like it a little bit less yeah i feel like if i saw it when it first came out i would have liked it a lot more i think i was on that like hype train yes and i never got on the hype train i can't remember why like it's really weird Mm. um I didn't see any of really the new kind of movie musicals that came out like around that time. But um, yeah, I just I don't know why I didn't go see it, but I feel like I really would have been on the hype train. But then again, I kind of was because I was with the songs. Yeah. And like if the songs came on, I didn't mind at all and, and stuff like that. And I literally I think Tightrope was the only one I didn't actually know. Tightrope's my favorite and everyone says it's the boring one. I actually really liked it when I was listening to it, but I it wasn't played really. Yeah. And if it was, I couldn't. I can't remember, like, because you know all the big numbers. A lot of these songs, when I was watching it, I was like, listening, like hearing the songs. A lot of these songs sound like they could be in either camp rock or high school musical. Yeah, and I did think that a little bit actually when um. Philip sang his fourth song, and I was like, "Isn't that gassy starting high school musical?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "That's gas," but it did. I do understand what you mean, and that's just because everyone was in it. But I do understand what you mean. Mm. 
But can we talk about the bar scene? The other side bar scene with the two of them. Yeah. They need to see the other side. And then when they're like arguing. Zach Efron just like. Should never. Uh, <laughs> what? Zac Efron should never. <laughs> yeah, he really gave me the ick in that scene. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. I was like, oh, no. And then when they were like taking the shot of whiskey and I was like, stop it. It was just, it was vile. <laughs> no, I agree with you there. I was just like, yeah, it's just icky. Like, I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I will say his character grew on me. Yeah. It did. By the end, I was like, ah. And then when the whole fire thing happened, I was just like, oh, no. But, like, he was grand. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, just don't make him die. Just let him survive. And he did. <laughs> and he did, yeah. I lo- No, I do like him and Anne's side storyline. I would like to see more of it, though. But obviously, we can't have too much fluff. True. But I was very, very shocked that she wasn't, like, a main character. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, she was a main character in the story, but she wasn't the main character because she usually is nowadays. Yeah, and at that time, like, Zendaya was, I think, just coming off of the Disney yeah. show. Like, she was still Zendaya from Shake It Up, you know what I mean? She's not Zendaya we think of now. But but even on Shake It Up, she was the main character. Yeah, but that's what, what I'm saying is she was kind of still Zendaya from the Disney Channel. She's not. When you think Zendaya now, you think either Euphoria or her fashion. That's what you think. Yeah. Well, I actually think Spider-Man, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Vaguely. Sorry, that's just me. No, but what I'm trying to say is like that I've always viewed her as a main character. Because of Shake It Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I suppose that's fair. So, for me, I was, like, I thought it was strange that she wasn't, like, the main character. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was seen just as much as the rest of the the, the circus, circus, you know? Yeah. No. Um, I did like that, though. I actually thought it was quite refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, But she did have her main song. She had her main moments. And I think that's why I thought she was a bigger part of this movie than she was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's a ginormous part of this movie, and I don't think I could see anybody else playing on anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just thought that would be funny. Her star was on the rise. Now she's um full-blown superstar. Oh, yeah, now they'll never get her back. They'll be like, she's yeah. too British on <laughs> too, and she'd be like, no. They were nearly going to make a sequel to this movie. Thank nearly God they didn't. I don't need more. They make sequels to everything, and for anyone, for everyone who wouldn't see that, I rolled my eyes. Mm-hmm. They... They make sequels to everything. I knew. And to be fair, I wouldn't have minded a Philip Anne. Anne movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded that, but I feel like that ship has just sailed. Yeah. That's gone. That'll never happen. Mm. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't know. Do you have a favourite song? Um, Do I have a favourite song? That's a good question. I'm sure I do. Um... I do. Is this? Mm, is this this? Right. I have two favorite songs. Okay. I do like "This Is Me" it because, is. but it's overhyped. It is. It was very overplayed. <laughs> and it is, but like I do like it. I like the message. Mm-hmm. 
And I like the message that, like, obviously a lot of young kids went to see this and then they this song, you know, when people sing This Is Me on, like, Britain's Got Talent and all, I can't cope. So cute. Like, so I love that one. But I think for not being on the hype train, um, I really like From Now On. Really? I thought that was shit. I like the beat in it. <laughs> like, I like the way it's like, nah, nah, nah. I like the beat. <laughs> yeah, I just like it. Um, what's your favourite song? Well, we all know the, it's we all know what the superior This Is Me song is, and it's clearly from Camp Rock, because Camp Rock is the best musical of all time. And <laughs> True. Mine is Tightrope, and people don't talk about it. <laughs> no, I brought it up. Yeah, but people like people are always like, "That's a boring one." I'm like, "No, it's actually slaps." What's wrong with you? No, it is. Live is the boring one. <laughs> True. No, it it is. Um, it is. It like it is a good song, but um, I just did like I just did like from now. I don't know. Well, I get where you're coming from. Um, do we think Charity should have stayed with them? Yes. You think so? Yes, because I didn't. And I was like, ah, oh, don't be the bad guy. And I know, like, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But I was like, don't be the bad. Come on. Come on. But um, he, he technically wasn't the bad guy. Like, he's a bit of a bamboozler. Yeah, he just got lost a run of himself. Like, I thought it was fully going in the direction of, like, him having an affair and all this shit. I thought he was leaving the kids and all. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I was human at him. And it hadn't yeah. even happened yet. I was like, don't. Uh, but um, when he turned down her advances and all, I was like, oh, okay. She's the villain. <laughs> she was the villain. She was. She was. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I really did think he was going to be the villain. I was very upset. Mm. Provisionally. Yeah. Should we keep casting Zac Efron in musicals? <sighs> Should we keep... Casting Hugh Jackman in musicals. Oh no, his some of his singing in this is actually unbearable. <laughs> he can sing very well. It was just like sometimes it was really breathy and like really low and stuff, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah, like I don't agree with people who are like, he can't sing. He can. Mm-hmm. Like he can. Mm-hmm. But he's not a singer, guys. He's an actor mm-hmm. playing a singer. Like he's an actor, you know. Now he's, he's I know. An actor who can sing, kind of. No, he's an actor who is singing. Yeah. Not who can't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, like um, I remember one time when I was in theater days and I was dancing and my teacher, my lovely lovely teacher, was like, "Hey, you're not a dancer. You're an actor dancing. There's okay. a difference." Oh. Yeah, in other I'm words, there. I'm there with you. <laughs> in other words, you're shy, but <laughs> this isn't your main bit. Mm-hmm. So try your best. And this yeah. is what Hugh Jackman is doing. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying. He's trying to he's trying to do it. And look, he got he got cast in like two of the biggest Musical. mu- movie musicals. Yeah. There is. At the moment, to be honest, like two of the most prolific and prominent, like, so, I mean, he's doing something right, but I kind of couldn't separate him from Logan, which is Wolverine. That's, uh, I mean, that is, I get where you're coming from there, but yeah. 
But as somebody who has seen, well, obviously I saw Les Mis before I saw any like the Logan stuff because that came out in 2012 and I was like a real musical theatre girly back then. But um, I, I seen like Marvel stuff and like Wolverine stuff and Logan before I saw this. Yeah. And I just couldn't separate it just in my brain. Like, so... That's kind of like, uh, and then his name kept like everyone was trying to watch it, like, like his name kept popping into my head because I kept calling him like, like sometimes when his name comes up, I call him Huge Ackman. Okay. Just, just for now, like this is just the insides of my brain, like it's just like Huge Ackman, Huge Ackman. I don't know. I mean, I don't actually blame you on that one. But I was just trying to watch it, and I was like, "Huge Ackman." I just kept saying his name in my head like that, and I was like, "Oh, it's like so." <laughs> I just got a bit distracted by him, so maybe he shouldn't be in it. But then, uh, yeah, no, um, Zac Efron should uh just stick to acting. <laughs> he's a great actor. Like when he was, yeah, acting... no, he's he's a very good actor. He does shite now, but yeah, he's very good. Yeah, he does bad films, mm-hmm. but he he isn't. A bad actor. We can't mm. say he is now. Come on. I never said he was. No, I'm not. Not you. I'm just. I'm shouting at the people who will shout at me. You know. <laughs> you know what they're like. <laughs> you know the fans. What the they're like. <laughs> Can you imagine what Zac Efron fans are like if Pentatonix fans were like that? Oh well, yeah. I need to back me. They absolutely swindled me. I thought Pentatonix fans were going to be so nice and I'm actually still shook over that. Yeah, you do bring that up quite a bit. <laughs> I do. I will never let it go. Like, I'm actually... <laughs> you know those things that, like, they say have altered your brain chemistry? I think that's yeah. one of them for me. I think it's actually <laughs> altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, Greatest Showman does have a huge fan base, though, as well. Yeah, it does. Will you all just leave us alone, please? We can't take it. But just because I like... I, well, I, it, the movie's kind of gone down, in my opinion. Anyway, just... I think I was on the hype train and initially when I saw it. And then, now, and then obviously, cut to a few years later. Now I'm like, you're grand. You're fine. The songs are fun. It's out six years. Yeah. That, that happens with everything that mm. was big once. It ages goes like down. It does. It ages. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But Camp Rock is superior. <laughs> I can't really describe that. To be honest. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts of this movie was at the very end. Mm-hmm. I need to just. I need to one second. Um. I'll tell you now, I'm just trying to get the thing up. I want to get this right now, right? So it was when they were sitting together and they were watching their daughters doing the ballet. Oh, yeah. And which one, I can't remember now, which one was the youngest one, Helen? Helen, yeah. Helen was the tree. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Oh, I swear to God, I was like, that is my favorite moment this whole movie. <laughs> and she was so proud of herself. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Helen. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. I'm not messing. No, oh, honestly, I love that. That was really pure. And... 
it was it was all that budget for that to be my favorite part (laughs) (laughs) not the cgi elephants or lions no the lions oh i was like like, there's no need for that you didn't have to put them in (laughs) no one asked for lions no one would have been mad no one would have been like where's the lions (laughs) <laughs> the CGI animals look crap by the way a lot of the CGI in this looks absolutely sh- dog shit they do but the, uh, the the baby elephant at the end was really cute yeah no that was cute yeah it's like, it like Dumbo yeah so sweet um, that was the only animal in that that was like ah <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah that I just needed to bring that bit up. That bit was like swirling around in my mind for so long. I was like, I have to bring it up. I have to bring it up. I have to bring it up. She was the best tree. <laughs> she was the best tree. Good on her. <laughs> well, I don't have any more to say. Do you? No. Right. Let's get into the success of The Greatest Showman. Would you believe it? It was very bloody successful. Was it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is pretty low for Rotten Tomatoes, but it's a 56% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Still higher than rent. It is still higher than rent. Still higher than rent. Very low for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't know if I would actually go a little bit higher. Would you? No. I don't know. Not that much. I wouldn't. I'd keep it at that. That's fine. That's a fine rating because I do feel it like it's the like, you either love it or you hate it, which is like mm-hmm. a 50-50 thing anyway, so I think they should that's fine. Okay, well, 86% audience score, according to Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. Was a hit with audiences because it made $435 million at the box office. The budget was, I believe, $12 million? $20 million? Uh-huh. Between $12 and $20 million. Um, It received three Golden Globe nominations and won five Teen Choice Awards. Would you believe it? Yeah. Um, the soundtrack went number one in many different countries. It's been certified eight times platinum in the UK and four times platinum in the US. This Is Me uh, won Best Song at the Golden Globes and the Brits. The soundtrack won the Grammy for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. In the United Kingdom, uh, it became only the second album in 30 years to achieve 11 consecutive weeks at number one, equaling the record set by Adele's 21. And as of 2019, the album spent the sixth most time at number one at 28 non-consecutive weeks, Matching the record set by the Beatles with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, Club Band. And as well as that, the soundtrack was also reimagined. Uh, the Greatest Showman uh, reimagined soundtrack uh, featured covers of the songs from the soundtrack by musicians including James Arthur, Anne Marie, Sarah Bredes, Kelly Clarkson, Kesha, Pink, Panic at the Disco, Years and Years, Jess Glynn, Ty Dolla Sign, Missy Elliott, Zach Brown Band, amongst others. Wow. I didn't know that came. Yeah, that was a those that, that was that's a choice. I feel. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird one as well. Yeah. Some of, the, some of the covers are actually really good. Hmm. No, um, yeah, that's just a bit random. Like, but sure, look, get your bag, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. Ride that wave. Um, so school is in session. Ah. As we on this on this great show, um. School in session for Katie. Ten questions, all about the greatest showman. These can be multiple choice if you want. You know, you know how it goes. Yes, I do. Thank you. Right. So, question one: Which song do Philip and Anne sing together? Uh, 
um, they sing. Can, can, can I have multiple choice, please? Okay, so we have Rewrite the Stars, The Greatest Show, Come Alive, or This Is Me. Rewrite the stars. That's right. So, question two, which character is known as the bearded lady? <laughs> Lexi. Close, Letty. Letty, ah. Uh... Okay, uh, question three. What is the first song in the movie? Great show. That is correct. Question four, where does P.T. Barnum meet Jenny Lind? Um, at the at Buckingham Palace. That's right. Uh, question five, what is the name of the song that Jenny Lind sings? Um, Never Enough. It is Never Enough. That is correct. Wow. Question six. What song portrays the deal between P.T. and Philip in the bar? Um, I know you just said want, want some of this or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Remember you used to do it all the time. I just used to make up the answers. If I <laughs> None of these songs are even remotely close to that title. <laughs> Um, I have multiple choices. Okay, <laughs> so is it from now on the other side, uh, tightrope or uh, a million dreams? I'm after forgetting. Oh, for fuck's sake, the second one, the second one. Yeah, you're right. It is the second one, which is the other side. <laughs> I keep well, going to say want some of this because technically that's the, the aim of the song. It's like you want yeah, but there's some... nothing. <laughs> they don't even sing that lyric. We know, but that's the that's the, the vibe. <laughs> I mean fair. Um question seven. What is the name of PT Burnham's wife? Um I, like I've literally watched this today. Mm-hmm. Um, begins with C. It does. Oh, okay. Um, damn. I don't know. I'm just gonna give up on it. You might give money to this. If you say cashier, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't gonna. <laughs> like, fair enough. Um, I can't. I can't remember. Charity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm the charity. <laughs> uh, question eight. Um, what does Caroline, his daughter, wish for? Uh, ball ballerina shoes. Yes, ballet slippers, but yes, ballerina shoes. Ballerina shoes. The way you did that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so question nine. Who do Anne and Philip run into at the theatre? Um, Philip's parents. That is correct. Question ten, final question. Where does Phineas get the word circus from? Um, the 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 journalist who was um really rude and was writing all the bad reviews and he was like, This is like a circus and he was like, Circus, that's great. Yep, he was from a review of the show. So you got eight. Oh. Very good. Your first time watching the film as well. It was it was my first time watching the film, and I did 
finish it today. So this is just how my brain works. This is why we do this. But before we move on, right, you know the way I basically like made up the the name for like um the ballet slippers and I said ballerina shoes. Yeah. One time, right, when I was sick and I was in Nando's and I was with my cousin and her boyfriend and Kevin, we forgot to see Avatar, but I literally couldn't taste anything and I forgot the name for taste buds, so guess what I said? I, I, I can't even imagine what you said. What did you call them? And I'm so... Flavor, flavor receptors. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God. I like it's smart, but it's just not the name. I was like, my flavor receptors aren't working. <laughs> and everyone looked at me and I didn't even cop what I said. And Jody was like, You mean your taste buds? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I just had to bring it up when they said that they reminded me of it. Oh. I'm very proud of it. It was very, very smart. They <laughs> understood what I meant. That's fair. I mean, yeah. How <laughs> does it get my flavor receptors are working? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, next up, we're gonna put the greatest showman on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture. Katie, out of five, what do you give the greatest showman? I give The Great Shaman a three. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like it was fantastic, but it wasn't like fantastic, you know? And like, I still really like the soundtrack, and I actually think I want to listen to it later because I do really. And I, the songs were like kind of stuck in my head after I stopped watching it. I went down to like heat up my dinner and stuff. So, like, it does have good, like, um, like memorability and stuff but it just I don't know it was just lacking something or I don't know so I'm giving it a three what about you I'm gonna give it a three as well okay uh similar reasons um well I loved it when I first came out and it you know I probably would have given it a five back then now yeah. it's kind of kind of gone down in my opinion just because I was just I was just part of the hype I guess at the time um I don't think it's amazing i think it's great i don't think it's amazing mm. um i think the songs are songs are great yeah, um, yeah. despite my my uh criticism that they could be disney channel songs but that's not a bad thing but it's isn't it's a disney but it's not a disney it's not film, a disney channel musical but it is though like yeah it feels like it yeah yeah so that's like it it was fine i guess like it was good yeah, it's fine, yeah. That's it. And I mean, I understand that people love it, but I feel like, you know, the hype has also died down as well, so. That's it. Yeah. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? What is popping with me? The usual. I actually don't think I've branched out at all. Just go yeah. listen to this part of the last week's episode and you'll hear because genuinely, I haven't done suppose Sims Four, but like I've been playing that again for weeks. So, um, is there anything? No, like even not even on TikTok or anything. Mm-hmm. I have been genuinely so busy though. Um, I suppose the Great Shaman soundtrack. Okay. Because I did really enjoy that, and I I do want to go listen to that now and stuff. So, um, I suppose that was popping and. 
I did start to watch um that air movie. Oh did yeah, yeah. The one about the Air Max. Yes, but um I got tired. Anyway, um <laughs> but no, that's um half popping. Uh what about you? What's popping? Give me some things to watch. So follow on actually from last week, I actually watched the entire first season of The White Lotus. Yes, I was actually going to reply to your Snapchat. How did what in episode three go? So I thought, well, like if you listen to White Lotus last week, your first episode into the second half of the second episode, wasn't really feeling it, and I was like, no, stick with it. Came to the end of episode three, and then things started heating up, and then I, I think it was Sunday. I just didn't move. Oh. <laughs> just sitting there, I was like, I need to watch the rest. Of it. And there's only six episodes in the first season, so it wasn't like the whole day was gone. No. Um, so, yeah, I actually really enjoy it. I'm probably going to binge season two this weekend. Wow, what a turnaround. I know. I didn't expect it, but I don't But I don't love it, love it. I think it is good. Yes. I think, But I think the first season could have been better. I don't know if you're going to keep watching it or not. I will eventually. Hmm. It's on the list. Uh, it's on my never-ending list. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, what else? Uh, Vanderpump Rules, because Scandal is approaching. Yes. We are entering the station, the Scandal station. Uh, the usuals, Buffy, new episodes of Abbott Elementary on Disney Plus, as well as new episodes of Raven's Home. Oh, cool. Things I love. Um, What else is there? Just, yeah, usual things, 1975, Taylor Swift, podcasts, all the things. Yeah, cool. So, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcasts. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need a new podcast or isn't it, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So that was our episode on The Greatest Showman. We will be taking a little bit of a break because Katie's gone on our honey wops. I am, I got to eat. If she is, she'll be away eating pasta and pizza. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> so you're not going to hear from us for another two weeks. um. But you will hear from us then. And you can keep in touch and all our back catalogue and all the things. Yes, definitely do. Go go re-listen. There's some funny moments in there. Mm-hmm. Mikado biscuits, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> or Mikado, as I've like. <laughs> We're reliving it. <laughs> So you'll hear from us when Katie comes back from the holiday, all right? Goodbye.